Welcome to the Misadventures of the Young Adult Podcast. I'm your host, Doreen. I told you a lot I'd come through with a second episode. What? Only a week apart. It's a guest episode, so obviously it's 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 much <laughs> easier to do that than reading out. But yes, guess who's back and better? I really hope you enjoy this episode. We're talking about videography. Another week goes by that I have not left the house. Well, I have left the house, but, you know, just being careful, keeping my distance from other people. But, yeah, since last week, I've been uh, knee-deep in my work now. So, school started up again. I'm taking my online classes. And I guess the most exciting thing is the fact that I have to make a blog from my other, from my current class in new media journalism. And I guess I'm trying to be as creative with it as possible. Because I was going to share about my life, but then I realized, like, my life is like a graveyard of sadness. So, hence, I'm just trying to find joyful topics to talk about while I'm at home and trying to stay safe and not do anything too pretentious or dangerous but yeah it's been a fun class honestly but i wouldn't i wouldn't say online classes are the best thing that's happened to me but i also wouldn't say that they're like the worst thing either like it's a love-hate relationship but yeah that's pretty much been my week schoolwork podcast work everything work i have no life outside school guys no life I have made a decision not to talk about the C virus because I guess you guys have had it up to your ears with it too. So today I'm just going to talk about news that has been happening. I don't know, it could be old, it could be new, but I think I'll just talk about stuff that made me laugh. Do you guys remember that time when everyone thought Kim Jong-un was dead because he had heart surgery and he was unresponsive and like the memes that came up? And then everyone thought like his sister would take over, but then everyone was just like, she's worse. And everyone was like, no. And then people were just like, you know, she's kind of cute. I mean, she could nuke me anytime. <laughs> like, that was so funny. Like, could you imagine? Like, God forbid. Like, I don't know if I should even say God forbid. I mean, like, if it's his time, it's his time. Could you imagine a world without him, though? Like, that'd be so interesting. Because I feel he leads such an interesting life that none of us know about. But we know so much about it at the same time. Like, d- like for example, when I found out he was married with three kids, I was just like, wait, what? He has children? <laughs> Yo, I'm just saying, if that homie died, damn. I would, I wouldn't say I want him to die to see what would happen, but I would still be interested. Like, is there like a way I could see into the future? Like, 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 if you could like eliminate people from planet Earth, like you eliminate them for a day, see what happens, and then bring them back. Like, I would be an advocate for that because I think that'd be so cool. So cool. But yeah, Kim Johnny, he left. He went to <laughs> gone. <laughs> But yeah, I'm going to be bringing you guys fun news topics now because, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Kimmy! Kimmy-chan! <laughs> guys, if I die after this, you know who did it, okay? You know.
A little bit of a disclaimer before we jump into our interview. I've changed the layout a little bit, so you're going to be hearing the introduction and then I'm going to go straight into the interview instead of just inviting and you know what I used to do before. And secondly, the audio here is good, it's clear, but there's some times where it might drop a little bit, so bear with me guys. I tried my best to record it, but the app I was supposed to use decided to crash on me that night and I was already ready to go, so I was like, you know what? Let's do it. So yes, take pity on me. I'm only a college student. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about the person I'll be interviewing. So her name is Afu Ali and she was born in Cameroon. She has lived in Cameroon, Chad, Haiti, Mali, Angola, and Mozambique before graduating from her high school in Madagascar. She moved to Montreal QC in 2014 to do a bachelor's in translation, which she graduated from last year in June. During her second year of uni, she bought a camera and started a YouTube channel for a project she was working on with a friend at the time. The project was called Aspiring to be Better People. They went their separate ways, but she continued making videos. She started working with a lot of dancers and event promoters. In late 2018, she started noticing the rise of virtual creation, so stories, and consumption, so she created her own company called 916 Stories in February 2019. She has been blessed to work with and film amazing artists and personalities such as Theon Yang, Burner Boy, Tenny, Whiskid, Naza, and Nicobile, amongst other bold brands. She would define herself as a creative mind since she creates different types of visuals and experiences. I really hope that you enjoy this interview. All right, everyone. Now for the interview portion of this podcast, I have someone joining me all the way from Montreal. I'd like you all to welcome Afa Ali. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. So I already gave you guys a little bit of a description of her pre-hand so we can go straight into our questions. So tell me, how did you get into videography? Like a little bit more detail than what you gave me before. Uh, okay, honest truth. Let me actually try and think about this because I feel like every time I give people an answer, it's different. But I want to actually think about how do I really start. So I started a YouTube channel in my second year of university. Why I started a YouTube channel, one of the reasons is because I'm originally from Cameroon and I found mm-hmm. that when I moved to Canada, to Montreal specifically, and I was going to school with other Canadians and people from around the world, the questions I was getting about Cameroon, my country with the African continent, I was just like, how do you, how do you think that we live in huts and all these, these things, it didn't make sense to me, but then I was like, I, thinking of how people got their information, no one really like will look up Cameroon and spend hours reading pages on Google, you know? So I was like, mm-hmm. what are people looking at? People looking, people are looking at YouTube. So let me start a channel. If my friend in Montreal sees that, like, I'm making a vlog in, for example, in Lusaka, Zambia, already the question of their internet is no longer a question because I uploaded this from there. So you mm-hmm. know that. So that was one of the reasons. But the other reason was because at the time I was doing this, um, I don't know, it was like this. I don't, how would I explain it? It was called Aspiring to Better People. And a, a friend of mine and I were doing this, like, self it, it was a personal development type of page. Like, we were kind of just sharing our journey as we were, I don't know, growing into ourselves onto yeah. to a certain extent. And I was like, let's start a YouTube channel portion of that because that was mainly on Facebook. So we do, like, lives on Facebook, post things on Facebook about personal development. And so I was like, let's do a, a vlog portion of that. So that was another reason why I did that. So I just bought a camera, and I was doing YouTube videos, random things when I was, like, 
going home, well, not home, but going to where my parents were living at the time, which was in Zambia. I just saw myself going home. I would uh, meet people there and film that because I was also kind of getting into dance videos. It was, that's interesting now I think about it. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. And then, like, I was watching more people filming things online, so things like Instagram. And one thing I really got into was dance videos. I'd watch these, like, dance video videographers from the UK and their videos were so nice to me and I just couldn't figure out how they were doing what they were doing there were certain pieces of equipment that I didn't know about so I Mm -hmm. looked into it I got a job bought that piece of equipment which is basically a stabilizer which is something that you put your camera on and it has three motorized axes and it lets you walk around with your camera without all the shakes that you would have if you held your camera in your hand so I did that I bought one and I got this dancer who I met through YouTube to let me film a dance video of him. Okay. This, like, like, I think what what really, like, what I really enjoyed about dance videos is seeing how people enjoyed it, like, watching other people dance. I was like, it it feels nice to be the person who filmed that. It might be a bit, how do I say the name, but, like, that's something I, I enjoy seeing how people enjoy it. So I did a lot of dance videos for a while, for a long time, actually. And then that kind of transition into into things that go around dance videos. So things like shows, because with dance videos you have the music portion of it, and there's mm-hmm. one single song. So I started going to concerts, and then uh, yeah, and then like it was just like word of mouth type of thing. And then I started working with more like more formal things, with more people with their businesses who wanted to, I don't know take a video of their event, take a video that showed their businesses story to a certain extent mm-hmm. book sells another thing I tried a lot for a bit and I still enjoy doing but then yeah it's, it's long do you want to ask me another question I've been talking about? <laughs> so from what you said I think it's already easy to say like why you continued you continued because I guess it got more exciting you got more opportunities and it was genuinely something you enjoyed doing like regardless of whether maybe it was working or not working for you but like something you're really passionate about hey yeah yeah i could yeah we could say that we could say that <laughs> and there's something like am i actually passionate about it but i think overall yes because i'm still here right i could i could have dropped it off a long time ago. yeah that's true so um i've seen your success grow especially with your 916 stories and that whole company that you have and I can say I don't follow a lot of videographers, but there's something about the way you do it that has always intrigued me and has always like engrossed and engrossed me. It's because I feel you're so deliberate with everything that you do, like your color scheme or um, the way you film or like when you do your behind the scenes or when you give tips. I feel like a lot of the moves you do make are so deliberate and I feel they're so well thought out and everything. But, you know, with someone who looks so good and, you know, crystal and perfect um, in, in their production and, like, their end result, what are the challenges that you face, like, day to day when it comes to, like, being a videographer? Like, how, like, how do you overcome those challenges? And, yeah, what are they? Uh, there's, there's a lot of them. <laughs> but uh, I would say right now one thing I'm struggling with and I'm, I would say I struggled with most recently and I'm getting over a little bit is attach, having an attachment to perfection. Mm. Like, I feel like when I started doing this, there were less people doing it, a lot less. 
and the, the, the how do I say the standards were a little bit lower mm-hmm. and people were doing a lot less with the things that they, they had around them but over time there's more people entering the, this the, the more people sharing their creativity online understand more people entering more people are creating things and putting it online and it can be it can be hard to always see people creating things and always comparing yourself to what other people are doing yeah. and then looking at their own and being extremely critical like it's not good enough I need this piece of equipment to make it better or like I just just blocking yourself whereas I think how I've overcome it I think in the recent weeks well, for, there was a time when I just didn't do anything I, I honestly just slept every single day um, but also just making peace with the fact that nothing is ever done like I'm sure even when you make a podcast and you put it out you could probably edit podcasts of yours that you did a while back if you found a different way of keeping people engaged and mm. just edit whatever you put out as a creative well, that's something I'm, I'm making peace with is never done like you can go back to it and create something completely new with it or just put it out as it is and never look back at it but at least having that in mind lets me just create and not be attached to perfection because I feel like for any creative in general at least for me I found if we don't practice we don't you don't get better and you don't also mm. explore new things after a while when you try something you're like hey what if I, I, I tried it differently but if you don't do it if you're just bought by it it won't be perfect the first time you just don't do anything yeah yeah that is so true like practice definitely makes you better at whatever you're doing and that's why when people try to like jump in on creatives and say oh i could probably do what you're doing you're just like oof you don't know how much hard work has gone into doing everything like it it bewilders me how some people like i could totally do what you're doing but you're thinking like back to your journey from like where you started and like where you are now and you're just like i don't think you can (laughs) yeah no it's yeah i mean i think they could it's just that i think that they don't understand that it's going to take time for them to do it yeah definitely like yes you can start today and yes you could you can even do it better than me or than whoever you're they're comparing themselves to but they they neglect the fact that it took a long time to get to that or even if it didn't take a long time there's still work that has to go in yeah that's true so i know that you've already graduated from university but you did start your journey in your year two. So how did you manage to balance between, you know, your degree and your passion for videography? Did I even balance it? If I'm being very, very <laughs> honest. So my first year of university, I was so excited for it. It was my best year as in, like, I would be doing my assignments. Hello? Yeah, yeah. I'd be doing my assignments days before or whatever. But mm-hmm. then I realized I didn't like it. So that's when my second year came in and bought the camera, blah, blah, blah. But I think over the third and fourth year, if I'm being very honest with myself, like my focus was not school. I, I, I knew I had to finish it. So I did what I had to do to finish it. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, the balance wasn't there all the way. It was just the, how do I say, knowing what are the the means to the end that I need. And one of the things that I need to finish is the degree. Because I came here to do this. So <laughs> doing everything I needed to do to finish it, Maybe not in the most mm-hmm. flying color, but it no was prayers. done. That's good. Yeah, that's definitely it. Just like since I um, I mentioned that you did study translation, was that something that you were passionate about, or like did your parents kind of push you towards it? 
neither of those two things. So I was in high school and if I, I just didn't know how to articulate what I wanted to do. And my high school, in, in my high school, when I told my teachers about it or my, my college um, prep teacher, mm-hmm. they really like, they, there wasn't much back and forth in the conversation. I kind of just let go of that. I was getting close to time to apply for university. And I grew up in many different countries. And thanks to that, I learned many languages. I was like, oh, I could use this because that's the thing that I have. And I have an uncle who's a translator, and he's doing very well. So I was like, oh, let me just do this. And then I just found Concordia. I wasn't going to go to the US, so I just, I just, I just chose this. There was no passion there, to be honest. It was just like, mm. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it seemed ish type of thing. But then when I got in, I was like, I do not want to be doing this. That's but I get, but I guess it can play for your strengths because with translation you can literally work anywhere, literally. It helps a lot. Like I'm, I can't disregard it at all. Mm-hmm. It's it's a skill that I am very grateful for. Mm. But could I my life only doing that? No, no. Yeah, definitely. So, um, for a beginner, so if someone wants to try and get into videography. Um, what equipment or software would you recommend for them? So, like, the very bare basics. If you have a phone, I recommend you start with that in order to, like, capture the image portion of it. Mm-hmm. Now, for the... Okay, so you make the video with your phone. Um, to edit it, I would... Like, bare basics, bare bone. This mm-hmm. is going to sound very random, but I would say people should look at TikTok because it's, like, a, it's a really cool app and they're doing a very good job with their editing portion of it. Like, you can mm-hmm. do a lot with it if you if you work on your storytelling, of course. But then if not, iMovie is great for people who don't want to buy anything and have an Apple computer. Um, if you're trying to invest a little bit more, Final Cut is good. If not, mm-hmm. Premiere Pro is good. If you are like, I'm trying to do this, like, I'm trying to learn it as a beginner, but I'm also trying to, like, take it seriously to a certain extent, mm-hmm. I would say get Premiere Pro. As Adobe Premiere Pro is what I would suggest people use. Mm, that's yeah. great. I wonder if it's the same with videography, because I know one trap some people in photography fall into is the whole idea that you buy a camera body and then you buy a lot of lens, but then you yeah. don't exactly get great like pictures because you haven't really mastered the art of photography. Would you say it's the same thing with videography? Like No matter how much equipment you have, unless you're actually good at your craft, uh, only then will you see progress and um, good work. It's 100% true. Oh. 100%. It's, it's not about the equipment it's never been about the equipment the equipment enhances things but at the end of the day when people are watching anything and they're engaged it's a storyline that engages mm. whether it's a literal story of like beginning, middle and end boy, girl, boy there's a boy, boy, this girl boy falls in love with a girl or if it's like the storyline is something that intrigues you where it's like I don't know the music that you're listening to you're like oh I want to listen to it more because I like this song it reminds me of this or it's just a nice song to listen to and then the video has to go with it if it's a dance video for example but it's not the, the equipment because you've seen videos who go viral and it's literally filmed on someone's phone right yeah like you're looking true. at what engages you yes it's not a dance video that you're looking at from someone's phone but again you watched it and people engage with it which I would hope is what you want to do when you Decide to film a video that you share with people, even if you don't share it. Like it's because you have something to sh- to say, and mm-hmm. if you let other people say see it, you like to get some feedback. So the, the the production value doesn't really matter. It definitely helps depending on the context, right? You're gonna put a really 
highly produced movie on Netflix or to be projected on huge walls. But if you're just posting things on Instagram, if you really look at the size of like people's phones and how they see it, resolution yeah. is not big. You know, it's yeah. really about the story. So equipment does not matter at the beginning. As yeah. you move forward, and you want to create, explore more. And yes, it does. Yeah, that's true. And it's basically just like being your own media and telling your own stories and just being good at that. And I guess for a lot of people, um, the reason I feel that sometimes they get a little bit muddled and confused is that there's so many things that trend and like work for other people. But I feel like people forget to be individuals and do what is, you know, good for them or what their story is or what their perspective is. Very true. and i feel like especially more for like um african countries as opposed to like Mm -hmm. european countries because as they say african countries are basically catching up with technology that's been around much longer in other countries so i guess it's time that you know as africans i guess we need to take advantage of the times and share our stories and like what we're what we're doing and what's happening we really do, and it's 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 nice that you bring it up. And I'm finding that more biographers that I'm meeting here in Montreal mm-hmm. are of African descent or who like are not from here, immigrated or whatever, mm-hmm. are intrigued by it, or are how do I say, are starting to look at telling our stories through mm-hmm. their craft of biography or whatever it is as a calling. Like they're like, I need to. That's something I'm looking to do, which is really nice to hear. Yeah, because they should. Yeah, it reminds me of this Instagram page called um, People of New York. And it's this Mm -hmm. photographer who just goes around, he meets random people, and he just shares their stories. And they go viral because, like, people have lived extraordinary lives. And it's just someone needs to take the initiative to be like, okay, let's talk, and I want to find out more about you, and let's share what your life's been. Yeah. But also, I think beyond that, there's also... I mean, there's that side of it, but then how is it shared? Because one thing oh, he did very well was the pictures were beautifully taken, yes, but also he wrote well. Like, mm. imagine if the text or the, 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 the stories that he wrote under were poorly written, like, there's a little bit more that goes into it, but, yeah, we definitely need to be telling our stories. Even if they're not well told, at least there's a record of it somewhere. Yeah, that's so true. So, um, now that you're actually done with university and all, like, is this, is videography, like, your main path going forward? Like, is that where you see, like, your future job for the next couple of years? Or is it something that you're just like, okay, I'm going to start with this and I'll see where it takes me? Um, I'm definitely, I'm going to start with this. I see where it'll take me, but I'm committed to to it while I'm doing it. Oh, that's such a good mentality. But I, I, I know I won't be holding a camera forever. I've been saying it for a while. I don't know what the transition is. Actually, no, I have an idea of what it is. Mm-hmm. But at least now I'm committed to doing my best with what I have. And then we move forward. Yeah. That's great. So your future is just open to possibilities and you've got some idea of where you want to go. That's encouraging. Yeah, yeah. I would like to produce things more. That's one of the things I really like to do. Mm-hmm. And so just like... Yeah, just really working on the idea of what is the content being created. I say the content because that's how I would like it to be shared, like on social mm-hmm. media platforms or whatever. But yeah, there's a lot of 
we have a lot of stories, but I think we also need to work on how it's produced so it appeals to the people who need to hear the stories. Yeah, definitely. So, as we come to the end of this interview, I have one last question for you. Do you have any advice for any videographers in university right now? Like, what is something you or someone told you when you were in university, when you were doing your videography? What someone, someone told me? Sorry? Like, what do you wish someone told you when you were on your videography journey while you were still in university? Um, stay on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Very honest, that's the first thing that came to my mind. But, um, uh, just keep making things and don't understand that you don't have to make to share. Because I feel like that's part of a, a pressure that I uh, I had but also I still have like I think part of another layer why people don't make because first of all practice 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 but everything you make doesn't have to be put on the internet you can make things that you genuinely it's like it's not amazing but it's just so you practice and you get better because mm. that's the only like you you move up if that's one thing you want to do and you can also just make things to make them without wanting to move up can just be a thing that you do on the weekend every once in a while and that's fine too but yeah that's what I would tell myself yeah that that's actually really good advice I'm gonna take that advice because I also yeah. feel I fall into that pattern of I create stuff so other people like it but then do I like it at the end of the day yeah, you know or it could just be things you look at and you don't even like but you look at it to remember the challenges that you're mm. introducing that thing like oh you know yeah Well, that is the end of our interview. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I think this is one of the most efficient interviews I've ever had. (laughs) Love yourself for that. Um, I I try. Thank you. (laughs) Well, there you have it, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this interview, and I really enjoyed um interviewing Afuavi. Actually, she's so insightful, so mature, and. I just hope that if you're a videographer out there, I hope this really helped you, like, kind of inspire you to start your journey. And yeah, but always remember, if you want to be a creative, you need to put in a lot of work, a lot of practice to really get to where you want to be. As mentioned before, I'm going to put all of her info in the description if you want to follow her on her social medias. Otherwise, um, next week, going back to our flow of stories. So feel free to um, send me stories pertaining to religious troubles and no quiet love stories and i survive otherwise stay blessed guys and stay safe hey let's keep in touch uh you can follow me on my social media um instagram and twitter share the same username and that is at doreen mt so that is at underscore d-o-r-e-e-n underscore mt underscore or you can also email me at the misadventures yeah at gmail.com so that is t-h-e-m-i-s-a-d-v-e-n-t-u-r-e-s-y-a at gmail.com i'm totally looking forward to interacting with you if you enjoyed this episode feel free to leave me a comment drop me a rating but most of all subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on